Alright, welcome to the Entertaining Abstracts Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and I've got my little sis, Katrina, stepping in as co-host today. Unbelievable. How's it going, Katrina? I'm living the life. Katrina knows me, and she knows that I'm all about the weird, wacky, and wild stories. So I thought, who better to stand in for this episode and ooh and awe over all the crazy stuff going on lately? What do you think, Katrina? Ooh, ah. Right? <laughs> Listen. I thought you'd enjoy this first article because of your B issues. So talk to the listeners for just briefly, just for a second about, you have a B allergy, right? Yes. What happens if? Um, so I got stung on my foot when I was younger, and it swelled to the size of a, um, like a football. And then um, it's my it swelled all the way up to my knee, and I had poison lines, and they had to take me to the urgent. I, I don't really remember much of it because I think I, I might have passed out at one point. Yeah. It's yeah, it was I I and I might just have <laughs> blocked it out because it was so traumatic. But um, I did have to be on crutches, and I'm not really sure why I had to be on crutches, but. Um, medication was a little, I think might've been a little bit different back then, but yeah, it was Yikes. pretty severe. I think this must be like B time of the year right now too. Cause there's a lot of B articles popping up. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I don't know about you, but I see a lot of bees. And then, um, when they started discussing murder hornets, that really scared me. Cause I'm like, well, I'm already allergic to bees. Like, what would that be? Like, I would die. Nah, the murder <laughs> hornets decided to come back at a later time when they get more attention. COVID just took all the attention from them. So they were just like, like no, deuces. We'll come back later. Come back later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So get this. A Georgia woman's home was swarmed by at least 100,000 bees. And it's not the first time. What? So this woman said she's had to remove bees from her Decatur, Georgia home on four separate times since moving in 14 years ago. This woman is beyond displeased. Beyond. <laughs> After finding a massive beehive inside her home, and it's the fourth time that it's happened since she moved in. This woman, her name is Lisa, told CNN that she found at least 100,000 bees living inside her home in April of this year, 2021, after noticing them flying around outside of her house and disappearing. You Ew. Right? You see them going in and out, and you think, that's odd, she recalled. Georgia bee removal was ultimately called to the residence where they removed two full containers of bees. But oddly enough, this wasn't the first encounter that this woman had with insects in her home. She's removed the unwelcome visitors four separate times since moving in 14 years ago. So weird. What kind of bees are they? Are they actual bees? Are they hornets? What are they? Bees, just regular honeybees. Okay, that's better than, like, hornets and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Four years ago, in May of 2017, they had a really big hive taken out. A couple of years later, they had a smaller one taken out, and then a week or so ago, a smaller one was taken out. And this one, hopefully, will be the grand finale. After the first first huge swarm in 2017, which involved more than 120,000 bees, this particular woman was notified by a neighbor that the previous owner also dealt with bee problems. So... 
With the latest encounter, close to two dozen bees would constantly be flying near the entrance of her home. At this time, a lot of bees kept getting into our house. And any given day, there would be 20 to 25 bees at the base of our sliding glass door. So they removed part of the ceiling and this revealed a massive hive. The terrifying moment was captured on video and shared on Facebook at the end of April. Ugh. So it's crazy. The ones we've removed from there because generally an average colony of bees that sets up shop will be about 40,000 bees on average. And as you can see, the ones that they removed from this woman's house were gigantic. So they're like over twice the size of a normal hive. They don't really know why the bees keep returning to the home. They just love the house. Something about that house is is drawing them. That's so weird, though. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's funny because the house that we're living in now, we don't have a bee issue, um, but we had a massive ladybug infestation this year. So, oh, yeah. yeah, like we up in the attic, like you'd walk over to the, the end of the attic where the windows are and there would be just hundreds of ladybugs clustered. There. I mean, I don't know about you, but I would rather have ladybugs than bees. Yeah, me too. Own. But still, I mean, anytime you have a massive infestation of anything, it's weird. It is. That's true. And it's not that comfortable. You don't want to see something like that. No, you don't. You don't want to see. We um, have had, we've been having problems with ants and we keep treating um, around the house. Um, but for some reason they keep finding another way in. And so we'll treat, we'll treat it and, and get rid of it. And then it pops out, it comes, shows up somewhere else. Yeesh. And I'm like, why are these ants wanting to be in our house so bad? I don't know. I don't really like those either. We have mice at this place now, too. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. It was weird because, like, we didn't have any when we first moved in. And then we've been here since November. Um, I started to notice mouse droppings on the counter a couple weeks ago. Oh, hell no. Yeah, we started putting out traps. We had an exterminator come in a couple days ago and and give us a quote on exterminating because it's just like, ugh, no. Nope. Nope. No thanks. Yeah, Jamie found some um, rats underneath our house. No. No. Yes. But the the area that we live in, well, rats or mice, I can't remember what he found, but they don't ever get into our house. I mean, they've gotten underneath our house, and Jamie has um, had to set up different things to get it. So, But the um, the area that we live in, um, it's like there's a swamp, kind of like a, um, like a swampy area kind of nearby yeah. that they seem to kind of like. And I don't Ugh. know. We've talked to our neighbors about it and, like, um, you know, different things that we can do to try and, but Jamie has put treatment, treatments around the house. But the problem is I'm, my concern is we have cats mm-hmm. and I, I'm scared if our cat and he hunts, I'm scared if we kill the mice that he might kill the, our cat. Cause if he attacks and kills one of the rats with the poison in him, is it going to kill our cat? Yeah. I don't know. That's really scary. It is scary. Because we have our cat, Boo. He's a cool cat. He does a lot of hunting. And we have bunnies. 
lots of bunnies in this area. Do you guys have bunnies where you're at? Yeah. A lot more squirrels here. The bunnies in the closer to the river aren't quite as common. Okay. Yeah. So, um, next article. <laughs> Man hospitalized after the porta potty he was using was crushed by a tree. This is my what? worst nightmare. Literally oh, my worst nightmare. This is why I don't ever want to use a porta potty. That is my nightmare. That is horrible. Like, oh my god, that is so horrible. Yeah, first responders rescued a man who became imprisoned inside a porta potty at the site of a historic Gettysburg battlefield in Pennsylvania. On Friday, volunteer firefighters from the Barlow Volunteer Fire Department responded to a 911 call at a little road, excuse me, at Little Round Top to find that a large tree had toppled in high winds and had crushed a car and a portable latrine. Volun oh. Yeah. Volunteers found no one inside the vehicle, but identified that the tree had trapped a man inside the crushed porta potty, and they had to cut him out. He was taken to the Gettysburg Hospital by ambulance with injuries not considered life-threatening. They arrived to find one male suspect trapped in the porta potty. The fire department wrote on their Facebook page, "He was very lucky. It was a large tree, and it just missed striking him. It could have been very serious." The firefighters treated the situation as if the man had been trapped in the car. They used a chainsaw to cut away the tree, and they cracked the porta potty open with a machine-powered saw. This is definitely something I've never seen before. During the Battle of Gettysburg, the Little Round Top was the site of an unsuccessful Confederate assault on Union troops. And this is, I don't know if he was reenacting a battle or what, but a tree toppled over and crushed the porta potty he was in. No. That's just a hell no right there. Absolutely not. Yeah. Bye. No, thank you. I would have been freaking out. Yeah. No thanks. Um, speaking of crazy incidences, lightning strike sends chunk of road flying into truck's windshield, injuring two. Oh, yeah, this that... one happened on Tuesday, May 11th, and a bolt of lightning blasted a chunk of roadway into a truck as it was driving along a Florida highway, injuring two people. Res what? Yeah. Rescue officials say a married couple was driving down I-10 near Pensacola during a thunderstorm when the lightning struck on Monday morning. A large piece of asphalt then flew into the vehicle's windshield, completely smashing it and causing the truck to crash. Oh my god, can you imagine just driving and then piece of the road just flies through your windshield? Oh my god. I, I wouldn't even know what happened. Like, how would you not just completely flip out and think, you know, what kind of craziness is going on right now? But <laughs> it's the end of the world, right? Yeah, right? Miraculously, both people inside survived. Both of the occupants are going to be okay, says a spokesperson for the county fire rescue. Um, the husband who was driving the vehicle suffered very minor lacerations. He was transported but released shortly after. The woman sustained more significant injuries but is expected to recover as well. The wife suffered a little larger and deeper lacerations and they had to cut some glass out of her head. But photos of the truck after the crash showed an enormous hole in its front windshield and the back windshield is completely shattered. Bits of asphalt can be seen in the truck bed. A headrest is in the back seat where luckily no one was sitting and is visibly bent backwards. 
Experts say the blast may have been caused by vaporization of water in the asphalt when the lightning struck it. It could have flashed into steam, meteorologists say. The rapid expansion of liquid water into steam can be why trees debark if they are struck by lightning and it caused damage to other inanimate objects in the past. But the storm has caused the explosion. The storm that caused this explosion is now over, but officials caution drivers to remain alert. Fortunately, most of the bad weather is past us now, but please be careful out there this morning. Slow down and be on the lookout for storm damage and debris on the roadways, which is terrifying. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. How are you really going to avoid that if it happens again? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm pretty sure that they weren't, like, going out of their way to try and hit that so that it went through their windshield. Yeah, I... I... It's terrifying because, like, there's a lot of thunderstorms around here. Like, you could just end up with um, a chunk of asphalt flying through your windshield. That's so scary. I mean, it's not likely. I mean, how often do you hear about that? That sounds like a really rare occurrence. Yeah. But still. Crazy weather. Good I think Lord. this place here in Illinois in the Midwest is definitely like got some very severe weather compared to what, you know, what we've experienced growing up in Washington state and even California. California has no severe weather. It doesn't have any storms or anything ever. I mean, they have storms, but not like here. Like there are some intense freaking storms out here with very heavy thunder, lightning, rain, winds, tornadoes, all kinds of craziness out here that they don't have in, in California. Oh, hell no. I mean, they have like, lightning storms occasionally, but they don't have, like, the intense winter and spring storms that they have out here. Yeah, it's pretty mild here in Washington, so yeah, we don't get any of that crap. Fun times. Be careful out there if you're driving when it's storming. Be extra, extra super careful. Next article. Ball of snakes stuns YouTuber as he records himself exploring the Virginia wilderness. Yes. You heard that right. Ball of snakes. A ball of snakes. Yeah. If there was a good time for an adult to scream like a child, it would be while stumbling into a nest of snakes. Uh Uh-uh. That's what happened a few days ago when a YouTuber found a squirming snake ball while exploring an abandoned homestead near Virginia. Video of the moment shows this man coincidentally warning his followers about snakes at the time. He's seen lifting metal shards off an old stone fireplace trying to identify the origins when the last piece comes up to reveal five snakes coiled up underneath. Uh -uh. Oh, geez, my God, this man yells, gasping for breath and jumping back. (laughs) He says, did I scream like a little girl? Oh, my God. What kind of of snakes were they? It says that's not a copperhead, but it's a snake. I can't believe I did that. So I don't know that they necessarily know... They say the snakes weren't venomous rattlesnakes or copperhead. They were northern ring-necked snakes, which grow to be about 15 inches in Virginia and are known to emit foul odors rather than bite. Oh, kind of like a gardener snake. Yeah. So they accidentally stepped into, or he accidentally, you know, stumbled onto this little ball of snakes. I guess that's how they hang out sometimes. This happened in the beginning of May, and he was out using his metal detector at the time. But he had kind of a sense of humor about it, and luckily they filmed this guy, and he's gotten more than 300,000 views and nearly 700 comments from people who admit that they would have been startled as well. He did scream like a little girl, for real. Ugh. No, thank you. 
I mean, Ugh. I don't mind snakes as much. I'm not. What about phobic. you? Yeah, I don't mind them, but I also don't think that I would. I think it would startle me if I saw a ball of snakes. You know, lifting bit. up something. I it I would be taken back by it. A little bit. This is coach. A Russian streamer whose girlfriend died after being locked in the cold during his live stream was sentenced to six years in prison. He... So get this. Stanislav Restenyak, a Russian streamer who goes by Stas Reflay online, was sentenced to six years in prison after he appeared to force his girlfriend outside into the cold where she died of hypothermia. In the investigation of the incident from December 2020, Restignac's girlfriend Valentina was only wearing underwear when she was seemingly forced onto the balcony. He later appeared to realize that she wasn't breathing and called medics who told him that she had died. My bunny, what's up with you, he said while streaming after carrying her back inside. Guys, no pulse, she's pale, not breathing. After the stream, an urgent investigation began, and this man was placed into custody. But according to the Moscow Times, the 30-year-old was found guilty of involuntary manslaughter. According to the state-owned media network in Russia, Restenyak will be sent to a maximum security prison colony. Good. Good. Though the creator was streaming on a different platform at the time, he had a presence on YouTube where clips from the graphic stream continued to circulate. A YouTube spokesman told Insider in December we're shocked to learn of this tragic incident. This kind of graphic content is not acceptable on YouTube. Reschenyak uh, participated in the trash streaming trend, sometimes called trash streaming, that's becoming hugely that's becoming hugely popular online in Russia. The depraved nature of stunts allows streamers to make money through donations and viewer interaction. In March, a live stream on YouTube showed a woman being drugged and sexually assaulted in her home in Russia. The Sun and Russian media reported a 60-year-old man in Russia died in February after reportedly drinking 1.5 liters of vodka during a stream. These streams have caused Russian lawmakers to address the trend, but trash streaming it's called where they just post all kinds of just bonkers stuff and people watch it like crazy yeah people are always looking for crazy things to watch i i mean i they just want viewers yeah i just um it's really kind of a, a sad and scary thing it's sickening that people would harm somebody for for that purpose. I mean, just it's absolutely disgusting. Yeah. So I mean, these sorts of things. It's definitely um this guy. I think I don't know if he was deliberately trying to be mean, cruel, whatever. But it it appears that you know he was kind of messing around with her, and he was streaming, and maybe didn't want to deal with her or didn't want to talk to her, and so he pushed her out onto the balcony in her underwear and locked the door. And she basically got hypothermia and died during while all while this guy was filming. Man, it's hard to say. I mean, we need more, I'd need more information, but I mean, either way is it's a, it's a jerk thing to do. Like, 
But he's only getting six years. I don't understand that. Six years for somebody's life? Yeah. Well, it's Russia. It's kind of like the wild, wild west out there right now. You don't care? But what about that girl that he killed? Like, what about her life? She doesn't get to live the rest of her life. And six years is okay? Like, I don't, I can't. Well, they clearly allowed him to plead down in that case. But, interesting. Um, we're going to go ahead and wrap the podcast up for the day, unless there's anything else you want to add to this craziness. No, wrap it up. Yeah. So we are going to post all the articles we talked about on the show today in the show notes, and we are, we'll post our email and social media in there as well. We do post pictures occasionally on podcast.addict. Um, that is both our Instagram and our Twitter feed for those and you can dm us go check it out follow us rate review and subscribe all that fun stuff we do enjoy show suggestions comments all kinds of good stuff constructive criticism as long as you're not super mean is also very greatly appreciated and in the meantime (laughs) join us again next week when we talk more about a lot of bizarre stuff in the news and more entertaining abstracts and i just want to give a special thank you to katrina for joining us on today's episode thank you katrina you're welcome we'll see you next time folks